angels, ghosts, and Bigfoot. Oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my incredible numerology expert co-host, Patricia Kirkman, PK, all the way from Tucson. How are you tonight? I'm doing fabulous. I love that intro. My God, I didn't know who we were talking about. Ah, <laughs> just you, my dear. Well, oh. hey, after a few minutes of technical difficulties where we got wiped yeah. right off the air, we're back. Well, it's a day of change, and it, it truly is. is. It is. See that? And we made mm-hmm. it back, everybody. Happy to be here. We have a terrific guest tonight, Robbie Thomas, psychic profiler. He catches the bad guys and puts them away. We are going to find out how he does everything he does that we so appreciate. So before we get to Robbie, though, we got to check out what is happening with the numbers. What's going on? We had earthquakes last night and... We've got Hillary with health problems. and <laughs> We've got Hillary, all right. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> anyway. I know, you've been looking at <laughs> numbers. And, you know, I just want everybody to know, you know, PK and I talk off the air about this. We're not trying to tell anybody how to vote, but PK is looking at the candidates based on one thing, their numbers. And it's so fascinating, PK, what you come up with, because you tell me something. The next day, it's in, on the front page of the newspaper or somewhere where they're not trying to cover it up and it, you're right every time so tell tell us what's going on first of all for all of us in the world today before you get into miss hillary well actually it's a universal five day and that's what's been happening everything is a quick fix quick turnover uh, everybody you're driving too fast you're going too fast you're going to find that you're going to spend extra money to enhance the pocketbook but at the same point in time you're moving and getting answers Five is always about speed, whether it's emotional, physical, or personal. Don't fear being bored today because that's not going to happen. We've had too many things taking place because change is in the air, and boy, it can be a real blast off. Great time to spend time with friends, good time to have good food, good drinks, but don't be driving if you're drinking too much. We do have a lot of things we're doing in a hurry, but realize that it kind of creeps up on us. We don't realize it's happening. But tomorrow, we end up with a day of obligations on behalf of others. So try to be responsible for them when it's, in fact, it's not necessary. Only if asked do we step into other people's situations. If we're not, that quick fix that we try to do is going to make a mess of it. And we'll be the guys with egg on our face. So we've got to not play that game. But family is going to be very important, as will be the neighbors. But it's a great day to take a look at your health. Recipes for diets, workout, volunteering, all that good stuff is at the top of the list. So nothing wrong with that one. 
No, nothing at all. I like that. I like that. Anything that encourages good, healthy habits and healthy lifestyle choices, we're all in favor of that. So it sounds uh, sounds like a good day. Sounds like a peaceful day. What's causing all this disruption in Mother Earth? What about these earthquakes? Is that well, something going on with the numbers with that? Five is all about speed, major change, good to bad, bad to good, and it has been happening. We are in an have to remember we are in a nine universal year nine deals with endings it deals with trauma disasters coming from different directions as well as the good stuff that can come from it but this is an eight universal month other things are taking charge other situations are taking control and like i said the five was you think of europe there they were in their five yesterday and there's major changes taking place there's going to be a lot more taking place this coming month that's coming up. So it's going to be shake, rattle, and roll. Oh, boy. I understand there were some earthquakes, dip, I should say, dibbling around Arizona somewhat, but not enough to really make a big difference that we're aware of it. But yeah. nothing like what poor Italy went through. Nothing like that in terms of strength, but what right. was interesting about northern Arizona earthquakes was the amount of them, over mm-hmm. 50 so you're right. Shake, rattle, and roll is happening everywhere. I believe there was another earthquake, too, a 6.8 in Burma. So, again, uh, that number five, I guess, all about yeah. change, like you said. Now, tell I know you tell us about Hillary because you've been looking at her numbers. I certainly have been. What I wish I hadn't been. Out? I mean, because we've, we've been hearing all about her health issues. She's got serious health problems, and mainstream media is trying to cover it, and other people are trying to get it out in the open. What do you see in the numbers there? Well, the bottom line is Hillary is also in a nine-year. There's a lot of things ending that she, for the first time, can't control. I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to be biased. I'm only going by the numbers. She's missing twos in her chart. The two says, I want to be the team player. I want to be the peacemaker. I am a good partner. Well, she's none of those things. I'm sorry. She'll only do the things that will get her something more. If you take a look at how the things that she's given out, the people that come to her and get political favors and such, she's good at that. But she's not a team player. It's all about Hillary. Hillary, her chart is set up. She wants to be a winner. She's a good lawyer, politics, broadcast, anything like that. She shows and she excels at. But I'm going to add this. Donald Trump, if you look at his life path, is a four. He's a builder. He's in construction. He's a development. He's for security, roots, routine. But she keeps kicking him in the britches, so it makes him look like he's a little off-key. But if he just slows himself down a little bit, he'll be able to get more out there and go to the long, shall we say, for the long haul. She scares me because she isn't well. There's some things that are ongoing that uh, it shows when, when you're taking a look at how she works with things. She seems to be working with this 75 days left. She's trying to get the clock to run out before we realize that there's something really wrong with her. A lot of these email situations that she's calling fake scandals forget it they're not fake they're real mm-hmm. and they've got too many people helping them out i don't want to be i wouldn't want to be one of their friends because if you get on the bad side you're not going to be around long yeah it's, you're going to be uh, all of a sudden you're going to commit suicide right <laughs> or something like that or you'll be put in a box oh look they committed but, suicide yeah a big body uh, accidentally mm-hmm. just uh-huh. just too many things that are ongoing but the one thing is 
she has a lot of seven, I'll use a basic matrix, a lot of sevens around her. Seven is spiritual and learning, but she's got too much of it. Sixteen seven deals with the negative side of things. Uh, Trump has a five going for him, which will make some major changes. If the press would be equally good to him as they are to her, people would see who he really can be. But he's trying to shall we say, catch up too much, and he like, gets his foot in his mouth. Well, it's really a shame. You know, mainstream media is so bent on trying to make us think and vote the way they want us to. Mm-hmm. And, hey, you know what? This is why I, I love it when you get on the air and you talk about the numbers of things, because you go deep with what's behind the scenes, and you let people know they can make an informed decision from there, but certainly mm-hmm. you've said multiple times that Hillary is selfish. She's all out for herself only. She doesn't care about the country. She doesn't care about any of us. But Trump does. Trump cares about the country. He wants to make things mm-hmm. better. You know, who do we want leading? And also, I mean, this, these health issues are really troubling with well, Hillary. That's, that's going to only be part of what's going to take place because Hillary doesn't know how to tell the truth. Missing the twos like that, she's an out and out storyteller, period. Mm-hmm. And there's just too many flare-ups that are going on. And between that, uh, the foundation, all these things coming to light. I mean, my goodness gracious, you could make a fortune being her best bud. <laughs> we really appreciate I really appreciate and our audience does, too, you taking a look at the numbers for us to tell us again. What's underneath all of this? What are we really looking at? Because, again, mainstream media, celebrities, whatever, you know, they're they're trying to get us to see things their way. And... It's uh, it's really a shame, but that's how it is. And so mm-hmm. it's important for us to make our decisions a little differently. We take our cue from what is happening in the paranormal world, and that's why we love it, PK, when you bring the numbers to us and you tell us what somebody has in their chart, what they're capable of, etc. So it's a big help, I think, when we can take a look at things from from that perspective. So thank you very much for oh, those more than welcome insights. Here. And before the static came on, you were talking about how um, Hillary's a storyteller. She has no twos. She doesn't know how to tell the truth. I believe. No, she doesn't. Never Second. has. Yeah. Well, so, think of the poor person. If you go back to, through her history, some of the things that took place, one of the cases that she had when she was back, I think it was in Arkansas, where she was thrilled to death about this person that got off for rape and beating this young lady. And the end result was she even knew he was guilty. I mean, uh, yeah, they're entitled to help, but geez, you know, but God, help us all. Really, where's the integrity? It's certainly missing in that uh, in that numerological setup. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I know our audience is always happy to hear from you and with this great insight that you offer. Now, I want to also encourage everybody to go to SupernaturalGirlsWithAZ.com, sign up for our newsletter, The Fringe Files. And also, if you need any kind of help with medical marijuana, CBD oil. Right. Your CBD oil that we have found is with thehighend.org, and they are an advertiser with us. They're on our website. You can see a short video from Ezra, who's at thehighend.org, and he is a wealth of information. He can walk you through all of the things about medical marijuana and hemp-based CBD oil. There's a lot of it out there. But I wouldn't trust it if it didn't come from Ezra at the high end. So 
Yeah. I know a lot of people have purchased that from him. They're very happy with the results. And this is hemp-based, so it's legal in all 50 states. But anyways, if you have any questions, <clears throat> have any health problems that you want to discuss with Ezra, he's on our website at thehighend.org. So be sure to pay him a visit if you have any kinds of questions for him. So we have a little bit of paranormal news to talk about. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, indeedy. And I am going to pull it up right here. Now, it comes from Russia. There is a man in Russia who has a device called a NOOSCOPE, N-O-O scope. And it looks like they can change global human consciousness with this machine. And the man's name that has this is Anton Vano. So, that's very, very interesting. Putin selected him to replace his old KGB colleague, Sergei Ivanov, or mm-hmm. Ivanov, excuse me. But other than that, Anton Vano, nobody ever really knew what he was doing. He was kind of a ghost. So, here he has this new enigmatic, new scope device. And it looks like it's it's this technical mystical device that can tap into global consciousness the thoughts, feelings, and actions of humans around the globe. And according to Vano, the device can detect and register changes in the biosphere, areas of the Earth occupied by humans, and in human activity. Now, it sounds to me, PK, like this is something that could be horribly misused. Uh, that's the scary part about it. What do you think, huh? Uh, it, it does scare me. It really does. Be- the nine year with things that are coming out could be for man's, the humanity for mankind could really be good. But considering what past circumstances have been, I'd be more inclined to feel that it's heading towards the negative side. Yeah. So this can monitor and influence humanity. So we got to keep an eye on this stuff. It's uh, Is it a cause for concern? I kind of think it might be. But the Russians are way ahead of us when it comes to these types of devices and consciousness, etc. And here is an article all about it. So anyways, if we get any more information on that, we will be sure to let you know. So in the meantime, wear your tinfoil hats, everybody. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> but tonight, oh gosh, we've got a great guest tonight. We have Robbie Thomas, who is a psychic medium, spiritual counselor, psychic profiler. He helps families and police fight against crime internationally while bringing solace to those who need it. Over many years of assisting in multiple murder missing persons cases, Robbie has been able to give great details to these devastating crimes or happenings which have led to finding lost people, arrests being made in murder cases, yay, and bringing closure to families who desperately need it. Robbie works closely with families in conjunction with law enforcement and in the past has never charged for his assistance or taken any monies as a reward. He's highly respected in this field, and he is with us tonight. Robbie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's well, a pleasure, it's a pleasure to, be here. to have you here. My goodness, uh, you are number one in this field of psychic profiling, and you certainly have solved a lot of cases. But tell us, how did you get into this? How did mm-hmm. this start for you? 
Oh, I went through to be a police officer twice in my early years. Um, I was hired and fired in the same day, the first oh, time dear. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was a baby. I was only 17, and I, I, was a, I think there was 100 and some guys trying out for three positions on the police force. I managed to beat all the, the individuals out, and as I was in the chief's office signing papers, they were taking three auxiliaries, and he looked at my date of birth, and he said, son, you have to come back when you're 20, and I was hired and fired that same day. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I continued my pursuit of being a police officer and was hired out of a little town outside of Toronto, Canada. Um and came home, I sat in the living room, or the, the, the kitchen, heard a lady screaming. So I went to my backyard, hopped the fence. She was in her nightgown. She was pointing down this row of townhomes. So I I've immediately ran to the direction she was pointing. I'm getting, curving around the road towards the roadway now. And I'm looking for accident because that's what she was screaming. I didn't see no cars, no accident, no blood. And I looked to my left immediately. There was a gentleman holding a screen door, and he was waving me over. And as I went into the to the the uh, opening of the door, he pulls me in. There's a lady running around the table screaming. There's a gentleman to my right holding a doorknob to a door, and he waves me over. So I now on my way to him. As I get to him, he opens the door, grabs my shoulder, and pushes me in, shuts the door. And I'm still thinking blood accident. I'm looking on the floor, looking for blood trail. Nothing. I look up, and there's this gentleman in the washroom, and he's dead. And he's looking right at me. Oh, my word. So, ah. yes. And, you know, the first instincts you do is you want to help. You, you don't know that he's passed. Your heart's racing. Your mind's going a million miles an hour. So what comes to mind is the CPR course you took as you go through to be a police officer. So I immediately started touching for vitals and going to start to do CPR. And I heard this man say, let me go. And so I stepped back for a moment and I looked and I thought, I just didn't hear that. So I continue again, check for vitals, look in his eyes, go to start CPR, and I heard it really loud, let me go. The very first movie I'm ever in, I was 21. It's a working tool for EMTs, firefighters, and police officers who quit under duress. While I wasn't stressed, and you just don't quit when you're hired as a police officer. Mm -hmm. So what happened was they sent the captain, the sergeant, and the film crew to my home, and they were filming this, and they wanted answers. You should have seen their jaws when I said, well, he was talking to me, but he was dead. And um, <laughs> that, that was a guarantee you weren't going to get the job. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So this experience really it was your first time hearing a dead person communicate with you? No, it started as a child. Um, we all have our angels and, and our uh, imaginary friends and I, I teach parents how to log keep a log for your children when they speak to you and don't exaggerate on their words keep their words very primal to what they're saying put it down in the books when they get older they can relate back and, and understand what they were talking about and it's not all just fairy tale stuff so as a child growing up my my angels and my my spirit guides would speak to me and I used to say to my mother at age two and three, either I'm adopted or I know I have a, a, a sister out there. And back in the early 60s, the Roman Catholic Church, if you were a mother out of wedlock and had a child, they would take your child and give that child up for adoption. So this is what happened to my mother. And it was unbeknownst to me. I didn't, I had no clue. 
come to 1994 when my mother passed, my family pulled me aside. It was her brother and her sister. And they said, all these years, you were right. And she was looking for you. And her name's Mary. So oh. Fox did a special in 1994. And I was introduced to my sister. And she was a spitting image of my mother. And, yeah, so it goes back to age two and three. How oh neat. What a wonderful find. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So nice you were reunited. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's too bad they, they put so much shame on women. Oh, God, yes, they still do. And they still do. It's less, yeah. but still, it's, you know, it, prevents, it prevented your mother, I'm sure, from telling you the truth long before. And, you know, it, it, I don't understand why people shun women like this. And, and then, like you say, uh, PK, they still do. Um, it's a shame. They shouldn't. It well, is. Hollywood has made it more acceptable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you want to put it that way. But in the small towns and whatever, it still has its its stigma, unfortunately. Yes, true. But, but what a happy ending you've had with your with finding Mary. That's terrific. So, from Thank there, you. from your uh, experience with the man in the laundry room who was dead and talking to you, did you decide at that point that this was uh, the path you needed to take? It was a different calling. Uh, my first case was about twenty five years ago. I was standing in the parking lot uh, talking to a friend of mine who managed an apartment building. So as I was speaking to Greg, I looked over his shoulder and I seen this individual walking across the parking lot, going to the entrance, and he had a black shroud around him. And as growing up as a child, whenever reading people or, or sitting around folks where my mom and dad had conversations with other adults, I could see who was good, who was bad, who, you know, who had this mm -hmm. different type of aura around them. Well, this individual had a black shroud and was very intrigued by this. So Greg looked over his shoulder and said, that's Jesse. Would you like to go on and meet him? Well, by this time, Jesse's already in the building and up into his apartment. I agreed. We went. Greg knocked on the door. And if you could picture a sawed-off little five-foot-nothing Eddie Van Halen, this is what this guy exactly looked like. So we're, <laughs> right. we're oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> We're into his apartment. We're talking. The line of questioning I was coming with was because of going through to, to be a police officer and wanting to be a police officer was direct. It was so formal and direct. And so he stood up. He comes to me and he goes, stand up. So I did. And he goes, are you effing hot? And I didn't understand what he meant. Then he starts lifting up my shirt and he starts patting me down, looking around for what he was looking for was a wire. So he starts, oh, uh -huh. right. And Greg, prior to this, started to explain that he was in court over a case. So then he says, you want to know how it happened? He says, we were ripping off a car stereo on the townhouses across the way from the gas station where Mark, a little boy who was going to high school, moved here with his family from Quebec to Ontario, earned a little extra money in this little cubicle self-serve gas station. He says... Thomas Cook, who was the, the murderer, he murdered again. He's in jail uh, for saran wrapping his girlfriend. I'll get to that in a moment. But he he said, Thomas pulled the gun out. And if you could see my hand, how I'm holding my hand sideways. That's how gangsters hold their guns, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he was going, we were popping it like this. You should have seen him hopping like a rabbit. And that's what mm -hmm. he says. I took a turn and we took a turn shooting. Told me the way they ran. Went through the whole scenario, and as we're leaving, he, he actually asked us to leave. He grabs me, pulls me back in the doorway, and says, if you tell anybody, 
I'll kill you. First thing I do is I go back and tell the detectives. The detective said, would you wear a wire and go and befriend him again? And I said, are you kidding? He made me. There's no way I'm going back. So as the story gets shorter, he did say he would get off on a technicality. He he ran it all right down, the scenario, exactly how his family would cover for him. And it worked out that way, and they got off on a technicality. Now, oh, going no. back. Yes, yes. Okay, now hold that thought because you want to hear the rest of the story. But we're going to take a short break, everybody, and we will be right back. So hang on. This is going to be, and this is a great show. We are talking with Robbie Thomas, a psychic profiler. He finds the bad guys and puts them in jail, and we're going to hear how he does it. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio. We will be right back. Listening to IRN, the Inception Radio Network, Chicago, Illinois. You didn't forget what's coming up tonight, did you? Hi, Inception Radio Network listeners. This is Amanda. Never miss that interview you were looking forward to or the show on your favorite topic. Follow IRN on Twitter. I underscore R underscore N and get reminders about the evening's live shows as well as fun and important updates throughout the week. That's I underscore R underscore N and never miss a great show again. My name is Ezra and I'm from the highend.org. You've heard of medical marijuana, but who can you trust for proper guidance? Here at the highend.org, we have all the information you need. Did you know that scientists have discovered cannabis can reduce inflammation, pain, and spasms? It's helped my patients reduce the symptoms of autoimmune diseases, PTSD, autism, and insomnia. A compound from hemp called CBD is doing wonders for intestinal issues, anxiety, and the nervous system. I sell this compound at thehighend.org. I've worked as a medical marijuana consultant and educator for the past six years, and here at thehighend.org, I can help you choose from the hundreds of cannabis strains and products and find the ones that are best for your needs. To learn more about cannabis, schedule a Skype or phone consultation, or to have a CBD product shipped right to your door, visit thehighend.org. That's thehighend, all one word, dot org. I'll help make your health high-end. Hi, can you hear my voice? Imagine how many other people can hear it, too. If you have advertising needs, then look no further. The Inception Radio Network currently has openings for on-air advertisements and radio show sponsorships. Giving any thought to your target demographic? Inception has you covered there, too. Advertising on a network gives you multiple opportunities to advertise on a wide variety of radio show broadcasts, and we have one to fit every advertising need. You know, in recent years, Internet radio has exhibited a phenomenal listener growth. An Arbitron Edison survey shows that online radio boosts at least 33 million unique visitors each week and 54 million each month. And that number amazingly continues to grow. And these listeners are a part of many businesses' core demographics. 
and surveys have shown that Internet radio listeners are far more likely than regular radio listeners to spend money on a whole range of activities. You know, Internet listeners vote, they dine out, eat fast food, and they grab a cup of coffee. And here's the interesting one. They buy items online at a much higher rate than all other market segments combined. Internet radio also enables businesses to connect with consumers during work hours, where increasingly more lifestyle decisions are being made. Advertise with the best. The Inception Radio Network offers competitive advertising rates to fit just about anyone's advertising budget. Stop by today at www.inceptionradionetwork.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-919-2355. Get the word out. Get results with the Inception Radio Network. Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Hello, Inception Radio Network listeners. This is Amanda. Remember, you can take your Inception Radio shows on the go. Just download the Inception Radio Network app for your iPhone, iPad, or Android smartphones and access live shows, past shows, guest lineups, and much more. Just visit the iTunes Store or the Google Play Marketplace and download it today for free. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker, and I am here with my co-host, PK, and our incredible guest tonight. He is a psychic profiler. He catches bad guys. He finds the missing. He returns boys and girls that have been sold into human trafficking to their parents. His name is Robbie Thomas. Robbie, tell us the rest of the story. We were in the middle of the story. We had to go to commercial break, but we're back now. Yes. Um, as we wrapped up there a moment ago, um, Thomas Cook, who was involved in this other case, uh, shortly afterwards decided to murder his girlfriend. And what he oh, did... Yeah. Was yeah, he took saran wrap and he saran wrapped her head, tied her hands, 
and watched her take her last breath as she couldn't breathe. So then he decided to give himself up, and now he's in jail for life. But he was part of that other duo in that Mm. first case. Mm. Now, when you get a case like this or any case where there is a murder and you're trying to catch the bad guys, um, how does the information come to you? Does it come through your spirit guides, or do you actually speak to the person that was murdered? It's a little bit of both. And a good example would be um, Caesar Cano out of Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. It was the day before Canada Day in 2007. And I was called, notified, would I please help with a missing child in Louisville? I said, you know, at the time, I said, I got company over. It's Canada Day. Um, and my wife said, no, stop. You're going back. You, you, you help those folks. And so I did. They sent me a photograph of the beautiful little four-year-old little angel and that's all i had was him and his name on my screen my on my computer and i got the phone in one hand and i'm going back and forth with the the investigator so as i'm speaking to them i said i'll i'll do what i can and i'll call you back and i'll email you my information so i sat for about an hour hour and a half going through post during um in in and uh, in the midst of everything that was going on in this case. So I'm, I'm asking him, please, you know, and, and I'm talking to my spirit guides at the same time, but I'm asking, talking to him, I'm saying, please give me something. Give me a sign. Tell me where you were. He gives me, and everybody can go to RobbieThomas.net to really follow along on this case. All the diagrams are there and the letters from everybody are there in the murder cases. So I say to him, give me a sign. And he gives me four stadium lights and like off. And I'm drawing as fast as I can. I put the four stadium lights like off. And I say, now you're going to have to give me something else. He gives me repeat offender, two other boys. So I'm putting this down on paper. And then I'm getting glimpses of this individual. So as a four-year-old mindset, sending me images of this monster. And I'm drawing him as fast as I can. I'm getting other information, flags of... Um, in the ground, construction. I'm writing that down. Men and vests. I'm writing that down. I'm writing down another name, John. And if you stood on the murderer's front porch of his home and you looked through the clearing straight ahead on the other side of the street, Papa John Stadium was right there. So he was showing me how his vicinity of where he was. So then there's a break. I'm upset. I'm very angry at what's going on because there was nothing coming through. It was just like a blank. So I tried to calm down. I went back, sat down, and I started channeling again. And I asked, and then now I'm in post. I felt there was a leaving, like the boy was was murdered now. So I'm saying, okay, you have to give me his name. Give me his name. It took a little while, and then he gives me a name of Cecil. So I write Cecil, and I put an arrow down towards the monster's head that he was envisioning inside of me of what this guy looked like. And if you look at the diagram on my site and the, the photograph, the, the pointy ears, it looks very similar to his mugshot, and his name is Cecil, the man that oh we caught. My God. Oh, my goodness. That is incredible. So you actually got the murderer's name and location. That's incredible. That's all from Spirit, God, and, and the little boy. Yeah, absolutely. They they, they help sad. out. I mean, I'm sure gift. that must what have had a, a uh, quite an impact on you, also. 
still does. I, I never, you know, as we're talking here about this case now, um, just through the nights, I'll wake up and I'll start thinking of that case or little Victoria Stafford or um, Mr. Herbert uh, Brewer and his son. And, you know, just all these cases just keep going over and over my mind. Yeah. Robbie, when you meet someone that may nothing has happened to at this moment, but there's a potential of something happened to them, do you pick that up when you meet them? I got a call from the boys, and remember, I'm in Canada. Right. I got a call from the boys at Fort Campbell before they went to Iraq in 2008, 2007-ish. Mm-hmm. And it was Captain Dollar, and he organized their furlough or their three days off that they had before going to Iraq. And they wanted me to go ghost hunting with them. Of all people, me. So I said, <laughs> why me? But, you know, I jumped that plane that day. And I headed out to Kentucky. We were in Bardstown, Kentucky. And a couple of colleagues of mine who are on Sci-Fi and Discovery Channel decided to come out as well. And we did these for these boys. And I was in a room. There was They were all lined up with their wives and everybody sitting down. And I'm talking about connecting with the other side and, and how spirit moves and the different dimensions and what have you. And then I said, okay, I'm going to start reading. So I started reading one after another, all these soldiers. And I get down to this one boy. And I stopped and I said, you're going to have to listen to your gunny because if you don't, there's something that's going to happen. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, you have to listen to your gunny. He brushes it off. The boys, you know, they're all hyped about this going ghost hunting and, you know, their day off and everything. So just about three years ago, Captain Dollar gives me a call and he goes, you know, that night you read everybody. He says, the only boy who died when we got killed in Iraq was the one you read and told. Mm. Oh, so he was the one you told, look out or listen to your gunny, and he didn't, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Wow. So you can you can feel things coming, like PK asked. So that's that's interesting as well. But my goodness, I mean this is a tough job, Robbie. There are a lot of psychic mediums we've had on the show, and many of them, in fact, most of them have said they won't do this kind of work because it's too traumatic for them. The images stay with them forever, and they they just don't have the constitution to deal with it. So you do. You're a very rare, rare talent in this field. Well, you know, I, I look at it, I, like I said, I went through to be a police officer twice, Um you know, I don't know any other way of serving God. Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior. So I don't know any other way of, than helping people and what we're supposed to do. And if it was my child who went missing or was my child who who was murdered, mm-hmm. I would want everybody and anybody to help me whatsoever. So I get emails like the poor girl who went jogging in New York, the, the recent case there who... Um, who was raped in New York and then the one who was burned in Boston. I'm sure you guys know about those two oh, cases. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, both of yeah, them. I got, I got emails for those. I mean, every case that comes down and happens, and my office gets emails, it's just there's so many monsters out there. There's so much evil out there. And I know there's a lot of good people like us who want to help. And if we can, we will. And that's what I want to do. God bless you. Well, you're certainly doing a great job helping people. Now, one of the things we were all talking about before is human trafficking. And a lot of people don't realize that is a huge problem in the world today. 
And you've actually gotten involved in bringing kids back home that were sold into human trafficking. Tell us about that. What What's going on with human trafficking today? It, it's a plague. It's, it's just not in L.A. or New York or, say, Toronto, Canada. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. Human trafficking is everywhere. Um, Jesse Foster who's missing very high profile case was on America's most wanted her mom uh is I speak to her every once in a while and she's actually endorsed me on my uh, my page human trafficking is a, is a plague um this lady who followed me in the mid 90s I had a forum called Robbie Thomas Forums and I used to teach about spiritualism um you know dreams and and stuff like that on the forum she called me up uh, about four years ago and said, I never thought I would have to use you, but my daughter has been taken into the sex slave trade and the detective has no other course and nothing. We don't know what to do. So the conversation went on. This was a Thursday. Um, we discussed quite a bit of what to do, what I felt they should do. And she says, I'm from a conservative family. There's just no way I'm going to do what you say because my friends and my family would disown me and it would look ridiculous. And so we got into a a little bit of a heated discussion and she hung up the phone. A little time passed, the phone rang again and it's her. And she says, you know, you're right. My daughter comes first. And Mm -hmm. I don't care what my family thinks, what my friends think. If you feel that this is the right thing to do, we're going to do it. So I said, they're watching her social, they're watching her social media. And I said, you have to put word for word. And she did. She put it out there. And sure enough, three days later, her daughter was walking up the driveway home and she writes the letter. It's on my page. And she says, and he brought my daughter in capital letters home alive. But how did that happen? I mean, she posts this on her Facebook page. So and they were watching. The traffickers knew that she was uh, someone that people cared about, a family, mm-hmm. and they wanted her back. And so, what, they didn't want eyes on them, so they let her go? Is that how it worked? That's pretty much how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, they watch. When they take a child, they just don't dis regard the family or what's going on they have teams of people they have recruiters they have and recruiters are just men they're women and they they go out and they seek these children or or females even males and then they get down the chain to different people who have their titles and what have you and they get into the sex slave trade and so they watch the family they watch them very closely and i said we're going after them and we're going to get them And, and it was more more language than that but then uh, she was let go uh, well that's tremendous congratulations on your success with that it's not easy i know because you're dealing with real hardcore criminals when you're talking about human traffickers i mean they have so little regard for human life no regard for human life yeah none none no it's nothing more than a commodity to them god i don't know what it's we could horrible. do with these people it's horrible now with when you work with the police, are you able to give them names of, of, you know, identification of who these traffickers are so the police can go after them? It's, it's, a, it's an identification marker. It's um, like that one with the lady. That's the only way that I could think of 
putting something out there quick to to let them know that we're on to them because the detective had no idea what to do he was lost and sure enough it must have spooked them because they let her go that That's was great good. strategy great strategy so they're looking for kids who are really disassociated from their families or you know their families are dead or whatever so that no one will come looking for them that's what they want they want people who yes what you state or people who are loners um and mm-hmm. they they really do go out and seek these individuals out and it's, it's a sick it's a very sick plague we have we have so many stray children on, on the streets these days. Never would we have thought of the teenagers and such. And even younger, you see on the corners and you're going, nobody seems to care. You know, where are their no. families? You know, that's a shame. Well, now when they get into being taken into this human trafficking trade, are they shipped overseas or are they kept here in the United States? This case here was from Kitchener, Ontario area which would have went and was explained to me to Toronto to New York State and then out. So that's the the, the tunnel. Um, and being in these border towns so close, like where I live, where Toronto and New York State is, it, it, it's more viable for these sick people to do this type of trade and take individuals and ship them. And then they go to like the Asian market, which they call like – Vietnam, Japan, those places over there. But then again, they go to Las Vegas, and then they're tied in Las Vegas, like Joe, um, Jesse Foster. Um, you know, there's just it's it's all over. It's in every city. It's it's a shame because they threaten these children. We'll call them children, sixteen to twenty. They're children. So they are. They threaten these mm-hmm. girls or these guys. If anything happens, the recourse is we're going to kill your family. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. That's what I've heard with this. And that's what happens. Yeah, that's the technique they use with any kidnap victim. They they tell them that they'll go after the family. Didn't they do that with Elizabeth Smart, too? Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did. Absolutely. So they got their, their MO down. And thank goodness for you, because you're able to track them with your psychic talents. Now... Another question for you, because I I can't imagine how hard it is for you when you get these phone calls and you say, we have a missing child. Have you ever been able to find the child still alive? Um, other than this girl here, uh, you know, it's very difficult. There's more than, um, I hate to say it, death than mm-hmm. finding alive. Yes. Um, and it's sad. It, it truly is. Um, I'm just actually on my page myself, scrolling through all the cases, trying to find one that's, you know, brought home alive. And there's just so many I've done over the years. Um, the sad thing is when you sit with the parent and you can't sugarcoat anything. A boy goes missing Christmas Eve a couple of years ago, close to where I live here. And he had his whole life ahead of him. He was going to university. Um, but this other guy got out of jail just before Christmas Eve. And he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they were having a party at this certain house. And as strange as it is, the, the boy goes missing. So the mom asks me. And she says, you know, is he alive? And you just, you know, inside I die. 
Like, because mm-hmm. there's nothing you can't say. You have to tell the truth. And so yeah. everything inside you is just cringing. So oh. I tell her, no, I feel he's dead. Well, she hates me, you know, I'm, and I don't blame her. And she's mad and she's upset because now you're telling her her boy is dead. Right. I go down to where I drive to the city and I take my wife with me. I've taken her in a couple of cases. I've taken her with me. We're going down the city and I decided, you know, I got to pull over. So I pull into this parking lot and I park my car and I'm texting the aunt and she's sending me a photograph on my phone. And I look at this house. I'm looking at it. And I look up my windshield. I'm looking out the front of my windshield. And I've just parked my car in front of that house. Spirit led me there. Oh, my goodness. Thinking, oh, my gosh. This is really, you know, now I know because she's texting me this house. It's in a different city. I'm sitting in front of this house. And it could have been any road, any place I pulled over. But here, then I see a male lady. I take off with my wife down to the to the mail lady, and I said, is there a dock? Is there, like, water really close here? She says, yeah, you go take a right up here and take a fast left, and the dock is right there. So I go down there with my wife, and I'm, and I'm talking to the aunt on the phone. And I said, he's in the water. He's right there. So then you guys have state police. We have Ontario Provincial Police. And on YouTube, they took a drone, and they filmed this. I don't know why, but they did heat-seeking camera shots into the water. Well, when you're dead, you don't pump blood and you're not hot. And they right. were taking shots to look for his body. Well, his body, well, you wouldn't reflect the heat. And as the divers went in, they just missed him. Now oh, no. we're into winter. Spring rolls around. The gas is in his body. Build up. He pops up about, oh, just less than 1,000 feet from where I said he was mm. in that river. And mm. he popped up, and that's where he was. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. You know, it's sad you know, when you look at things like that. Um, I'm trying to figure a good case other than bringing that woman home or that girl home to her mom. Um, well, you let know, me ask you this also, Robbie. Uh, is it hard to find the body? Because it's, to you, it's at, you seem to have not too much trouble finding bodies. But from what I hear from other psychic mediums, it's the hardest thing to do. You know, I don't know how others do it. When I was doing, I actually just got my sketches back from um, the Victoria Stafford case, which I have my tenth book coming out. It details all the years, uh, all the cases, and I'm not holding anything back. I'm putting in all the emails that went from the police back and forth, the letters from the family. Everything's in there to show what a psychic profiler does. So I have the sketches from Victoria Stafford, and I drew the tree line. And before she went missing, I'm sitting in my living room, and I, my wife and I go, there's a little girl blonde, about 8 to 10 years old, going to go missing real soon. She goes, not another one. Two days later, Victoria goes missing. Mm-hmm. I contact the family. I offered my assistance. I went down to see them. Um, a lot of people don't know this, and it's, it'll be in the book, and it's going to be on your show, is that I was planted in the mother of Victoria Stafford's house. And to get a read on her, to get information if I could, because she wasn't very active in looking for her child. She never mentioned her child and what have you. So people had their suspicions. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there. I'm getting all my information that way. And then prior to that, I drew all my sketches. And I said, tree line, pile of rocks. She's there. I got the word gulch, but the, the area she was found in was Guelph. 
and I do wagon wheels. I didn't understand why so many wagon wheels, but the path that went by her body, which is about 25 feet from that little lane, the Mennonites and horse and buggies dro- oh. drove up and down that path. Oh, that's why um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it all came from spirit. It all came from, you know, all this information. And and looking back at it all, um, you know, it... It's I don't know. It's not me finding finding the body. It's where they're telling me to look and and how to look and what to look for. Um, but her body was discovered there, exactly where where we talked about um, when they were only looking for a woman. And I was getting the information. I said, no, it's a man and a woman, and the man's much older than the woman. But she took the child for the man. Sure enough, there's a man and a woman, and the man's in jail now, and so is the woman. Hey, congratulations. I love how you put the bad guys away. That is so cool. Perfect. Yes. That's what we like to hear, the happy ending. Well, listen, um, everybody stay tuned. We are going to take another very short break. I also want to mention, if you haven't seen Stranger Things on Netflix, PK, you and I were talking about it. It's a great series about a missing boy. Now that we're talking about all this. Terrific series on Netflix, Stranger Things. Be sure to check it out. You will not be sorry. It is total paranormals, all the stuff we love. And the actors, Winona Ryder, tremendous. Don't miss it. So listen, everybody, we are talking with Robbie Thomas, a psychic profiler who's worked nationwide and internationally with the police. We're going to be coming right back to find out more of what he has done with his amazing gift. So stay tuned, everybody. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio, and we'll be right back. You're listening to IRN, the Inception Radio Network, Chicago, Illinois. Inception Radio Network listeners, this is Amanda. Just a reminder that Inception Radio Network is on Twitter. Follow us at I underscore R underscore N and keep up to date about who's on tonight, what interviews they'll be doing, who's guest spotting, what topics they'll be covering. Tweet to us, tweet about us, retweet topics to your friends, and most importantly, never miss a great show again. That's I underscore R underscore N. computer is your internet connection down don't worry use your trusty cell phone or landline and call into our listen line at 401-283-6700 to listen to the inception radio network 24 7 again that call in number is 401-283-6700 for the inception radio network i am mj my name is ezra and i'm from the highend.org you've heard of medical marijuana But who can you trust for proper guidance? Here at thehighend.org, we have all the information you need. Did you know that scientists have discovered cannabis can reduce inflammation, pain, and spasms? It's helped my patients reduce the symptoms of autoimmune diseases, PTSD, autism, and insomnia. A compound from hemp called CBD is doing wonders for intestinal issues, anxiety, and the nervous system. I sell this compound at thehighend.org. I've worked as a medical marijuana consultant and educator for the past six years, 
And here at thehighend.org, I can help you choose from the hundreds of cannabis strains and products and find the ones that are best for your needs. To learn more about cannabis, schedule a Skype or phone consultation, or to have a CBD product shipped right to your door, visit thehighend.org. That's thehighend, all one word, dot org. I'll help make your health high-end. Inception Radio Network. Would you like your favorite show to be played again live on air? Well, now the choice is in your hands. With IRN's live request portal, an easy way to request your favorite show with a simple click. IRN's live request portal now gives you exclusive access to all the shows. How easy is it? Simply type a show name or a guest name, click request, even write a dedication message, and that's it. Try it now. Simply visit InceptionRadioNetwork.com. Click on the Live Request tab under the Show menu. Now playing your favorite show is just a mouse click away. Are you a fan of Inception Radio Network? Do you reckon it's the best alternative talk radio station on the planet? Well, if you do, head to Facebook.com forward slash Inception Radio Network and like the page. Tell your friends, spread the word, and keep listening to the best. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With cosmic fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, PK, all the way from Tucson, and our terrific guest, who is Robbie Thomas, a psychic profiler. And, Robbie, we were going to go through a few questions from Mm -hmm. the chat room. And here's the first one. This is from Star Child. What information do you need to get started on a case? Well, usually sometimes it's just a photograph of the child or the, the mother or the father or the grandparents or whoever is missing and their name, and they send that to me. 
um, I get a chance to speak with either the detective or the family first and, and, and get an idea of a little breakdown, not much. And then I don't want too much information because it has to be genuine. And then that way there, the detective themselves can say, yeah, we can work with this and this is a hit and we can go with it this way. So that's pretty much it. Okay. And now we have a question also from Space Traveler, and Space Traveler wants to know about the Kaylee Anthony case. What do you know about that case? You know, I was on a show, it was five cases that they wanted me to help, and the detectives were either going to ask the questions or have the host ask the questions to me, and one was Kaylee Anthony. And the recording of that show is on my website, and you can click on it and listen to the actual recording. Now, we go through different scenarios, and I, and I spoke of, of how her body would be found, where the water, the road would come around, and there, the, the fence would end, and that's where it would be. I also mentioned that if you looked at her diary, there was an input, but then it went something like April, and it should be May, but they went backwards to March, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, in her diary, there was an in input, and then there was another input, and it was something like I just explained to you. Um, I, t I said to them that they were talking in code, meaning her brother and her. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of things that, that were that's in that recording you can listen to. But uh, all the information went to, as the host said, went to the, to the detectives. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Now, another question we have from the chat room is from John A., and he wants to know if you've ever investigated cases in the U.K. You know, I've been asked, uh, there's one that I just got asked a couple weeks ago in Scotland, ladies, um, boyfriend husband is missing and she wants to lay him to rest um so i'm just beginning to to speak to that lady there's so many cases i can't just jump to one to the next to the next because there's so many uh there was a girl missing in ireland now the northern ireland police are very sticky um and when i was speaking with the family i gave certain clues to her what i seen and, and how were her body, her name was Joanne, I believe her name was. I won't give her last name out. And where I've seen where the body would be, where they were just looking, not far enough. And sure enough, they went and took pictures and they sent them back to me and they said, you know, this is it. But over in Ireland and then also in the UK, um, different parts, there's a lot of gangs and they go by initials, which I never knew. Like, mm. Um, we know the IRA and uh, stuff like right. that, yeah. but there's they have different drug gangs and they all have initials, and yeah. so it was driven by that that this girl went missing, and then um, I was told to get off the case, so I listened with the Northern Northern Ireland police say. Oh my! Now, have you had issues with police here or in Ireland or other places where they they don't want your help or they're not cooperative or they're kind of nasty towards you? Um, one police officer down were Massachusetts way, um, Morissette, Detective <laughs> Morissette. Um, I'm trying to think of the area again, Mount Rainer. There you go. That, does that sound familiar? No, but that's okay. No, okay. Well, there's a girl that was murdered and, um, a friend of mine works with the Doe Network. So he said, would you help out? And I said to Tommy, yes, don't give me information. Give me the photograph. They did. They gave me the girl's name. And I started 
giving information, drawing a composite sketch of who I thought this gentleman looked like. And so I got in touch with the detective. He says to me, like a lot, some of them do, um, you know, they're, they're pro police and I, you know, hats off to the blue line and they're beautiful people and they're doing their jobs. Um, and he says to me, if anything is good, I'll call you back. If not, it's going in the garbage. And he was just blunt like that. So I sent it to him, fax. Five minutes later, he calls back and he says, how much did the family tell you? And I said, the family didn't tell me anything. And he goes, they had to have told you all that. I said, no one told me anything. He goes, because I have that guy behind bars right now. So, yeah, it's, it's a surprise to some police sometimes. Yes, but my goodness, what an asset you are, because as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you had a detective that had spent thousands of hours on a case and was getting nowhere fast. So you were able to come in and get the case back on track. I mean, you're just an incredible asset to them, and they should make use of you. I'm sure the parents want to, for the most part, yes? Oh, yeah, you know, parents love them. I love, you know, all the folks who reach out. Um, it's a sad Sad thing, Patricia and PK, that we have to sit here and talk about missing and, and dead children or grandmas or, or you know, mm -hmm. mom and dads. Yes, and, yes. You know, and, and look at this, how, how the sick individuals are out there. But, yeah, they reach out and the police do reach out. And Detective um, Rich, the one with thousands of hours, I gave him all the information. And it was a, it was a Caucasian girl who's, who's missing and murdered. And I said there was two black males involved, and sure enough, you know, he goes, I don't know how you knew, and how you knew all the details that are in this file because you're in Canada, and I'm right here in Maryland. And he, he was amazed, and it's just the way God and spirit works. And if it's mm -hmm. a right, genuine question or a right, genuine source of wanting to find, that's how I find that works. Gosh, well, it's incredible the work that you do that helps so many people find closure, find their loved ones and put things to rest after being tortured but by these predators. But let me ask you, too, because you've been doing this for a number of years. Do you feel that there is more darkness, there are more predators than ever before? There is a sickness going around, and it's evil. We have a society that is... Um, there's a lot of good police folks. If you're listening to me, I'm, I'm just talking because I see a lot of it day in, mm -hmm. day out. But, um, you know, there's more good in this world than there is evil. But the, what lurks in the shadows, there are a lot of bad people out there. Yes, um, we have to be straight to the facts. It's like that mom who asked me, is my boy alive? And I said, no, he's dead. You have to be true. And there is a lot of bad out there. Um, you know, it's... I forget the statistic. I think it's within the United States, every 20 seconds a child goes missing or is murdered. You know, it's it's a phenomenal thing if you look and, and Google that. It's really sad. It's horrible. Well, I was just wondering because, you know, a lot of people come on the show. They talk about that there's this energy that's worse than before, more prevalent than before. And people need to be aware, not just from a physical standpoint, but from a psychic standpoint. There's just a lot of bad stuff out there today. Do you think there's more taking place today because of the TV, the movies and the things that are being shown that were basically undercover, shall we say, 50 years ago. Yeah, I like that word, undercover. It wasn't so broadcasted and, mm -hmm. and prevalent to people 50 years ago, 40 years ago, as now the mainstream media will 
bring that forward and everybody thinks, oh, my gosh, this is it. But that's all they show is the negative side of what's going on out there. If they showed the good side of what's going on, people wouldn't watch the news anymore Um, because it would be boring. Everybody would say, oh, Mm -hmm. it's just all happy-go-lucky. But, you know, that's our society and the way the humanistic mannerism of an individual thinks and acts on in in sociology and psychology – you know, and I hate to say this, but you know, I know you're going to agree, but people thrive on the bad. Yes, they do. Yes. Well, not only that, but, but PK, your question is a great one because I I watch a, a lot of television mm-hmm. and violence is absolutely glorified. Everywhere. This is stuff we didn't grow up with. We didn't grow up with that that type of, uh, if there's a problem, shoot and kill somebody and it becomes, you know, that person is, is a hero and it, it, they make it look so cool. I look think at these it, video games. Yes. My God. It desensitizes Oof. people to it. So it just yeah. becomes so, uh, run of the mill. And I think that has really hurt us as a society. It's a shame. Well, kids think of a person shot lays down the next day you'll see him in another show so they don't think of shot is really dead that's a great point exactly exactly now here's a question this is from daria and daria wants to know robbie do you think that you were chosen to receive this gift or do you think your brain is just wired to be more perceptive to what science cannot yet confirm you know, it's it's funny because I've had a lot of major scientist people who work in the scientific field. Um, I'm doing a case down in Butcher's Holler, and we're Loretta Lynn area, and mm-hmm. this gentleman's been following me, and he rewrote Homeland Security uh, procedures and what have you, and he was the head inventor for IBM, and he invented a lot of the ordnance they use in Iraq and in Afghanistan. He's got the patents for them, and he's really intelligent. And so, you know, this is the type of questions we went through, and we'd sit and talk over coffee and, and discuss a lot of this. And, you know, I sit back, and I, and I sit there, and I go, the night before my mother passed away, I was visited by the four horsemen, and the one horseman it was a sleep paralysis. I couldn't, and a lot of people can identify to this. I couldn't move, but I could see what was going on, and they were showing me what was going to happen the next day. So I was told by this one in the white that everything would be okay, I'd be taken care of, and my life's going to continue in this in this forum in the way I'm doing this. So I go to my mother the next day, like I did every day, go for coffee, I'm a mummy's boy. So I go over there before work and what <laughs> have you. And I walk in, sit down in the kitchen. And she wouldn't turn to me. And so I said to her, you know, I, I'm compelled. I really have to tell you this. Last night I had this weird thing happen, and I started explaining it. She turns around and she goes, you go home, and I'll call you in a little bit. And I said, but, Mom, they're telling me today's your day. And she goes, you go home, and, and, I'll, and I'll watch your daughter later on, and I'll call you in a little bit. So I did, and I had that push-pull factor. Mm. So now I'm in my kitchen with my wife, and then my good friend came over, and we're having coffee, and the phone rings. It's my father, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. It's your mother. It's your mother. So we raced over. There's the ambulance and the EMTs. One's on top of the gurney doing CPR compressions to my mother. I remember her little hand hanging off the side, little purple socks she had on. And, you know, there I am looking at it as 
there's spirit telling me what's going to happen that day. They're telling me I'm going to be taken care of what's going to happen. They told me things when I was as a child. They told me things growing up, showed me things as an adolescent. And watching Mr. Leach across the from our house, he passed away. I knew he was going to pass away. Plus, his two best friends lived next door to him. Um, you know, it's just, it's hardwired, not science, but hardwired spirituality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, my goodness. The four horsemen visited you. What was that like? I mean, were they actually on horseback and different colors? Because that's how they're described. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it was. The the one all in white was the one who stood there. It looked like they were the other three were, were galloping along, but they weren't moving. And this one wasn't moving when he turned and talked to me. But I couldn't see his face. He had like a shield on. And they all had like shields. And this was all in white and like gray and white. And he just said, you know, everything's going to be fine. You're going to be taken care of, not to worry, and you're going to continue doing what you're doing. And showed me what would happen that day. And sure enough, that's what happened. He showed me my mother was going to pass, and she did. Gosh, mm-hmm. incredible experience with the four horsemen. And they were reassuring to you because they're such harbingers of doom. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. For you, it was quite the opposite. They were very reassuring and, and basically hand-holding for you. How nice. Yeah, a little bit of a different scenario. Um, I've, I didn't feel any bit discomfort, say, but I was like shook up from because I couldn't move, but I could see what was going on. Yes. Um, I was more or less comforted rather than displaced. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yes. good. Now, have you ever had any cases, because there have been a number of them reported, where there's been a paranormal slant to it where somebody's gone missing but it's there's something else going on yeah you know other than being into al capone's speakeasy in 2005 and we shot the movie dead whisper um studebaker mansion and then the mantino state asylum you know back then here really quick i'll and i'll I'll interject into that storyline back then it was an epidemic in the the asylums if you were a single mom or a vagrant on on the street they'd take you Mm -hmm. in and they would experiment on you and this one lady found this case file of genie and wrote it from wall to wall all in the hot therapy therapy tubs and all around and i'm in there and she's conversing with me and it's been caught on film and we're talking and I'm discussing about how, you know, your, your life stories here. And she's saying, continue. And I'm talking about her and what happened. And sure enough, she was raped. And, and then those, those confinements, what they would do is they would take restricting clothing, put them on you, dip you in boiling water, take oh. you out and put you in cold water just to see how the body re- react. And that's the experiments they did back then. This is like um, God. experiments. Yeah. But this Jeez. was going on in the United States, is what you're saying. Yeah, this was in uh, Illinois. Huh. Nice. I'll tell you, yeah. incredible. Yeah. God, how awful. Mm. How awful. But we were talking about people going missing and then having some paranormal thing going on. So have you had that happen, too, where 
they disappear, go into another dimension or another reality, or they're abducted by something else other than humans? In the third, yeah, in the third realm and stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I've been asked many times, and an individual who is behind the camera, this is my, my leeway or segue into uh, this part here, was Christopher O'Brien, and he's on Ancient Aliens. Uh, he's been on there many times. Uh, he was behind the camera in Dead Whisper, and we were discussing many times of going to do this or going to the ranch where aliens would go into the mountain, and we tried to to the ships would come in and, and, and disappear in the mountain like it was their docking area. Um, and, you know, there's just different variances of it where, uh, like Michael Esposito, who started with he he did PSYOPs in the American Army in the Iraqi War. Um, he's big on frequencies and, and, and things like that. So I recruited him for the movie, but he's also big into the the aspect of the communication on the other side and trying to take the scientific realm of it. And he's a good colleague of mine. I've worked with him for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it, but I'm so tied up into the murder cases that I would so love to get into that and do that part of it because I'd see it be like a transition easy step for me to do Mm -hmm. oh yes yes well there's been a lot of uh, a lot of cases reported especially in the national forests uh, that you and i discussed and where people have gone missing and have under very strange circumstances some of them have been found some have not but strange strange events that surround each and every one of these cases so maybe sometime you'll get a chance to take a look at them but your work is so important now do you ever work with other psychic profilers or are you a lone wolf yeah i'm a lone wolf i've learned over the years and you know um many cases there's a case right now dateline dubbed her mother by day hooker by night and is Paige bergfeld and the case is going on as of July 25, just now. They arrested the guy, said who it was, um, and the detective, uh, Sergeant Cliff Christ, went undercover and and went to the guy's work where he actually worked at the RV center and uh, spooked him. But that guy is arrested now. And, um, you know, looking at the case, what's going on uh, – it's very difficult to sit here and dying. I'm itching to know a lot of people are what's going on in that case because it's, it just started. Um, you know, I lost the train of thought when you're. That's okay. Sorry. I mean, again, there's so many cases that you're involved in that are so fascinating, but let me ask you this question. Do you ever fear for your life when you put somebody behind bars? Sometimes they have friends on the outside and, and they want to seek revenge. Have you ever been concerned about that? No, you know, I, I, I'm not. Um, not only did I go through to be a police officer, I also taught self-defense for many years. And we, you guys have SWAT there. We have the true team of Canada here. Mm-hmm. Um, my teacher, I assisted him te- helping to teach many law enforcement officers self-defense. Fear of my life? No, because a police officer would fear for his life going out every day. Um, mm-hmm. But they don't. They get on that blue line and they work their butts off. So I'm just taking a different venue and this is how I do it. Um, you know, looking again, I'm holding a tape recorder and I'm looking this kid in the eyes in, in um, Kentucky, double homicide. And I'm with uh, D- Detective Andy DeLay and I'm, I'm telling this kid, I know you did it. 
and I, I put on Bristol board his characteristics. I put down, I profiled him to a T. So Andy brings this out, puts it in front of him. And, you know, these in West Virginia area, Kentucky, that area, they're cuckoo. And I'm not, I'm not scared <laughs> to say it. Um, you know, I mean, I walked the path where the kids said the fire, you didn't see it. So we had to mark it all down and take the wheel count every inch to go down where we did so andy wanted to do that so we did i'm standing there with the the sister or the of uh, the one boy who was murdered and his and her father and all of a sudden here andy go i can pull my gun faster than you can pull that trigger and we both look over and andy like what are you talking about and then we look forward where i am there is a lady about 80 years old in the bush and the shotgun was pointed right at me and oh, she you know she could have sneezed i wouldn't have been here Whoa. And what was she up to? Protecting her methamphetamine lab. Oh, oh God. for God's sakes. It, oh, yep. Nothing like a uh, working right. for your retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Wow. So any close calls other than that one? Or it sounds like you live a pretty protected life that your angels are always watching out for you. Yeah, I think that's the closest I've got. Um, you know, we've had the uh, death threats. We have the monkeys online who, you know, if you're doing good out there, you're always going to have a troll who follows you and tries to make websites mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And this guy goes, if you knew who I was, you would call me up. So, you know what I did? I called him up. And, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that blew his mind. And, I, and you know, Bernie, I, I called him up and I said, uh, you're sick. You're a sick individual. And uh, sure enough, yeah, that was him. Oh, my goodness. See? Can't put it over on you. That's good. That's very good. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Now, what was your toughest case? Children are really tough. But, you know, um, even a husband, you know, his wife has been taken. It's tough. I mean, what do you say? Um, or, or, or wife or a mom i mean there's no words in this world that are comforting there's nothing um toughest case um yeah children like victoria stafford i mean uh sitting there with the detective and, and going over things and and the mom or the, the, the father, he went in and did a lie detector test and he failed. And you know how everybody thinks, you know, if you fail your lie detector test, he's the mm -hmm. person who, you know, yeah. I'm in the next room. And he comes flying in and he's mad. And the, the other detectives who did him, put him through it, you know, don't leave town and all this. But it wasn't him. It was just emotions. His emotions got oh, in and he yeah. failed, failed the test. So there's a lot of variables in that. And, you know, sitting there being in that mother's house. And knowing the mother never left the house once to look for her child the whole time that she was missing. And all she cared about when I was in there, and she's listening, you know what, too bad, so sad. But, you know, when you when all you care about is how much money is going into the... You there? Did we lose him today? No, I I'm here. Are you here? Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. We yeah. lost him for a second. Okay. No, sitting with the mother and, and just hearing, oh, they took my computer. Uh, all they, you know, they're, they're tying up the funds in the, um, 
the the find fund whatever they have some you know people have set up funds for helping find the she wanted to get her hands on the money that's what it boiled down to oh wow so yeah so i'm here i'm, I'm fighting the internal fight of you know you're such a mm, you know and yeah. and then trying to look at concentrating on finding this child and helping the family for the right reasons and then you got police all over the place trying to do their job which they're you know they do it's it's a fight it's a real fight so any child case is very hard it certainly is now let me ask you too how do you do you do any readings for people that are just straight readings could somebody call you as just a psychic medium and have them have you do a reading for them or do you do only do this type of work yeah i've only done this type of work for I don't know how many years now. I used to read for people many, many years ago and and, and a long time ago. Um, I got a book that's come out. And a lot of readings are in that book that's called Science from Heaven from people from around the world. Mm-hmm. And the, Canadian, the Canadian government actually endorsed it because um, you don't get governments endorsing stuff too often. No, but, I can't um, think of a time that's happened. <laughs> no, usually it's the other way around. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I did a breast cancer thing, and, and of all people who showed up was the actual honorable um, member of parliament who endorsed the book, and he showed up, and it was a great thing for breast cancer. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's been a while. So you only do this type of work. People can reach you on your website, RobbieThomas.net. And how do they do this? Do they email you, call you? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, we have a page set up there now just recently that there are um, options if you want me to read for you. And nothing of a murder case because I will not charge for murder cases or missing persons. They get Mm -hmm. that really mixed up. So I have to... We have to fix the wording on there somehow. But, uh, yeah, there's an email page. It's a contact page in this email, and they can contact the office. It comes right here to the systems in the office. Gosh, that's wonderful, wonderful. Now, for for parents, do you have any advice for parents today on keeping their children safe? Yeah, educate your child. Don't be scared to speak to your children in the straight form. Don't make fun of a situation or a light of situation. Keep it straightforward. Don't put into a threatening tone. Be a, I'm going to say friend. I know people say, well, mm-hmm. I can't be a parent and a friend. But you can because you have to nowadays. You have to befriend your children and make them wise. So talk to them in the tone that they understand. Illustrate. Have them convey their feelings. Let them speak. Don't cut them off. Let them speak. Let them bring up questions. Answer them properly. That's how you mm-hmm. educate your child. And obviously you, you want them to know if someone tries to kidnap them, some techniques that you can teach them, make a lot of noise, run away, those kinds of things. Absolutely. Don't, Seek somebody yeah, out and the neighbor, them. knock on the door, run. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. there's so many simple things. I'll never forget there was a, a show on television where they, the parents thought they had basically told their kids over and over again, don't let strangers in the house. And then a television crew came around and they let, you know, they let these strangers in the house. The parents were, were horrified. Like, didn't I teach you better? But, you know, I, again, I think this is something that needs to be really drilled in to children's heads and especially teenagers. Uh, don't let these people in the house. You don't know who they are, um, not to use the phone, etc. You know the ruse that people play when they're trying oh, yeah. to get in. 
So it, there's a lot that parents can do, I think, to keep oh, their absolutely. kids safe today. So, oh my goodness. Well, Robbie, this is such a treat to have you on the show. You are an angel to be doing the work that you're doing. Again, everybody, uh, you can find Robbie at RobbieThomas.net. He's got books you can purchase to support his work. And we're going to have to have you back. There's so much more to discuss. Definitely. Oh, I'd love to come back. I'd That'd be great, Robbie. Well, thank so much. Now, next week, we're going ET and interdimensional, everybody. So it's going to be another wild show taking you right out into the far edges of the universe. But until then, be safe, everybody, and we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night. Good night. <laughs> 